0: Hello everybody, welcome to episode 5. I hope that you're enjoying this series so far. Uh, If you're listening on the audio version as well, you will of course be ahead of people uh, watching it on YouTube. This is now the the fifth episode of Show Us Your Kit. Um, It's with Manny Singh, who you will know as Pedal Singh, or Sing When You're Winning, on uh, Twitter. He also has done a a number of incredible things for uh, Dementia UK. He's raised lots and lots of money, uh, including a bike ride from the Molyneux to Anfield on the last day of last season. He's also had a couple of Somoza Saturdays, which uh, he gives away Somozas in exchange for a small donation, which has also gone towards raising money for Dementia UK. So if you're interested in seeing what he's been doing or how you can support, you can check him out on Twitter at PedalSing. I would recommend as well checking him out he's a very positive character over on twitter which sometimes we don't tend to have as a wolves twitter community um also uh just to let you know as well you can get in touch with me with your stories of uh following the wolves or following any team uh at the old gold 1877 on twitter or the old gold 1877 at gmail.com on email and instagram and tiktok and everything if you search for the old golden black i should come up Uh, and you should be able to get in touch with me in some way. Uh, Manny tells a couple of really good stories as well from Italia 19 watching Bully at that tournament Uh, and why the quarterfinal against... uh, Sorry, not the quarterfinal. The second round game against Belgium is such a memorable game for him. Uh, Hopefully you'll enjoy this one and I'll see you again... Well, you'll hear me again tomorrow with the next episode, episode 6. Hello and welcome to Show Us Your Kit, episode number five. I'm joined by Manny Singh, who you may know uh, as being the Somoza Saturday man or the (laughs) bike riding man or marathon runner. Uh, How have you been keeping yourself active in the last couple of weeks, Manny?
1: Um, I'm actually, um, during all this uh, weird situation we're in, I'm actually at work. So I work for Network Rail and Mm. um, I am going to work, but in the meantime, I've tried to Carry on. I was due to run the London Marathon, so mm. I'm trying to keep my fitness up. That was postponed till October. Um, and a few fundraising adventures as well. We've just launched um, something coming on the May the 9th called Smosa Saturday Takeaway. So we're, we're going to bring Smosa Saturday to people's houses and we've got about 60 deliveries to do all oh, well. around the Midlands. So, um, yeah, we've been keeping busy doing all sorts of things to help the NHS a little bit and Children's Hospital is involved with them. So... Um, keeping the kids busy, giving them bits and pieces to do as well while they're off yeah. s- off school. But.
0: Brilliant! Well, it sounds very, very uh, thoughtful. I'm sure lots of people will be grateful for the uh, samosas on May yeah. the 9th. So. Um, <laughs> The point of this uh, little series of videos is to share people's football stories and football kits that they really like. So yeah. uh, what I've asked you to do, Manny, is bring in your favourite wolf shirt, uh, yeah. which you've told me you're wearing. So why is that shirt particularly special? Yeah, so you? basically,
1: I, you know, as I grew up as a lad, wearing a football shirt wasn't really a thing. Just go having the money to go to a football match was enough. If I went yeah. with my dad and said, I want a football shirt, I'll probably get a clip around here, <laughs> um, uh, unfortunately. So... Um, I think the first ever shirt I had was the big wolf's head one. That, you okay.
0: From like uh, 96 yeah, or so. Yeah,
1: that's right. So before then, I'd, I'd never even dream of having a shirt. Um, mm. But anyway, um, this one is because when this was launched, everyone was a little bit confused by it, you know, especially yeah. the, the color of it and mm. thinking, what is it? It's yellow. We look like bananas. We look like, you know. <laughs> What what and and um, I was in India when it was launched, and um I had the picture sent to me, and then I managed to buy the the turban of the same color, mm. so I bought the same color turban and it was just a, a, a brilliant match and i and I put a, a picture on social media, took it like a selfie mm. of of myself and it got like thousands of likes because mm. I only had a couple of hundred followers yeah. and then it sort of got got me noticed and um uh, Louise. Cobble, she grabbed hold of it and uh, one Sunday morning she painted this. Hold on, I've gone disappeared. You've all disappeared. Yeah, I've disappeared. Oh, oh yeah, okay. It there, there just out. Make it out, yeah. yeah, I don't know what, it's, it's just background. So she painted this and it was basically a painting of me she did Sunday, like a mock-up program. Yeah. And um, uh, again, it got, on Twitter especially, it went from a couple of hundred followers to like thousands and thousands. Oh, well. So... Um, the fundraising was part of my life anyway mm. and, um, so it sort of launched my fundraising in a way that, yeah that picture and, and um, I'm uh, putting the turban on of the yeah. same shirt it got me recognized I used to go to the football just yeah. in my you know big coat and, and a, yeah. a blue or a black turban so yeah, um, yeah I do remember so this-
0: I remember the FA Cup semi final in particular. Oh, yeah. Um, because yeah. I think, because uh, I, I, I follow you on Twitter as well, and I'd seen yeah. that you'd gone down the day before and you were with yeah. your boys and you're all wearing the same kit. And then you put yeah. a picture on the morning of the game yeah. Yeah. and you were wearing head to toe in that colour. And then I remember funny. being in, yeah. in Wembley and being able to yeah. spot you wherever I was, <laughs> I could still see where you were. <laughs> you know what? It's
1: obviously, we went past the dreaded anniversary of that match just yeah. recently. And I've never ever put those bottoms on again and, <laughs> and, and, and I can't even give them away now because nobody will buy I it. Cursed. And it was just, a, you know, we we, met, we saw the same colour and my son's searched the internet and he got, they were all three different makes of a company, but they were the same colour. So at the, at the time when we came with the idea, people were always dressed up to go to Wembley and, and yeah. we were a bit more colourful than normal, you know. So we put them on and we left the hotel room and then we, someone took a, a picture of us and sent it to me and I looked at it and I thought, oh my God. <laughs> we look basically, we do look like three uh, bananas walking down, you know, <laughs> head to toe. We were like, uh, and I thought, but it was too late. We were already in Wembley, yeah. mate, and, and being spotted and people coming. But it was it was quite a special day up to the, the last bloody, you know, mm, 10 minutes or so yeah. but, um, yeah
0: never mind there'll be another time uh that shirt also might well obviously that's the shirt that you you did your famous bike ride to Anfield on now I actually yeah, saw you finish right. that I, I patted you on the back as you went up <laughs> past the main stand
1: uh
0: oh, okay. but yeah yeah I was gonna say I wasn't expecting you to turn around and say oh hello <laughs> but no, in, uh, a, yeah.
1: the, the funny thing was we were supposed to finish that Around half past one, um, mm. an hour and a half before kick-off. And we were only on 90 miles, so we said, let's get to hundred. So we went on a tour of a, of Liverpool and we just oh. about made kick-off. And, and the last half an hour of it, I was going in and out of yeah. loads and loads of Liverpool fans. And believe it or not, they were Liverpool fans giving me money, which is unheard of, we know. Mm. Liverpool fans are like giving me cash, so it yeah. must have been from outside Liverpool. But anyway, <laughs> you know, um, uh, we, we we just about made it, and I was supposed to get changed, get changed out of my lycra gear and my yeah. helmet and everything, in in a van that was supporting the ride, and I just didn't have time, so I actually walked up the steps and and got into Anfield in my full kit and my mm. helmet and my <laughs> cycling shoes on, and I remember the steward as I got in, he goes, "Oh, you've come in fancy dress, have you?" Lad? And I'm thinking no, I'm not fancy dressed. This is, I've actually come on a bike. He goes,
0: yeah,
1: pull the other one. He thought it was like, you know, the last away day. Yeah. Dressing up on the last away day. He thought I came in as Chris (laughs) Froome or something. I think, I don't know.
0: Yeah, well it was very a very impressive achievement and you raised an awful lot of money, didn't you, for Dementia UK on that that particular yeah, occasion, didn't you? That, that
1: was it was a special season. It's carried on this season
0: too. Yeah, be fair. great. And, and well, it's inspirational that you've been able to carry on during this uh, this time as well. So you you've we've alluded to it as well, your fundraising. Your other shirt is not actually a football shirt, is it? And you haven't no, it's you haven't not, got it to I hand, it. but tell us. A I, story. I was list.
1: digging yeah. through it, you know, my wife, she's thrown so many shirts away because <laughs> she says you've got so many shirts. Every time you do an event, you get presented with a, yeah. a T shirt. So one of the events I um, uh, ra- uh, did for <coughs> Dementia UK was a Malvern Hills Half Marathon. Mm. Um, I was due to the London Marathon this year, so I wanted to build myself up. I entered this Malvern Hills Half Marathon thinking it was, running up the hill and then back down again. Mm. I remember turning up and there's only 150 people who enter it every year, and they all look like professional athletes. <laughs> and I turned up and I thought, oh my God. And I realized because it was a stormy day and running up that hill if you've ever walked them all but yeah. you imagine running them all yeah. it was horrific and I, I vowed never to move a muscle again after that <laughs> So completing that was a huge thing and when I got that shirt it's just plain shirt with a little badge on it was just mm. wow you know um, what did I let myself in for so it's it's, it's quite again it's an achievement backed by the support of the people and all the fundraising that that's the thing that keeps you going it's not yeah. it was just for me myself. i would have pulled out i would have just thought no yeah. this is wrong i shouldn't be here <laughs> it was, yeah. you know i didn't know it was this um, uh, you know, and,
0: um yeah so. yeah am i right in saying that you're quite late to to running and and things like that in your life well, you yeah, I,
1: I was working for network Rail. i started as a signal in a, a remote signal box in block switch so you, you were sitting on your bum eight hours a day Mm. on your own and it led me to like i was quite fit anyway like the gym stuff and yeah and um uh, i put on about 15 kilos of weight in like less than no time and uh it just a bit of a realisation that to do something Mm. um you know um to get rid of it and 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 charity gave me the motivation to get fit so Mm. we did like tough mudders and uh, wolf runs, we entered all those and, and um, uh, you know, that got me fit. And then, yeah, I'm 47 now. So I would say after my 40th birthday, have I got into mm. cycling or running before that. i never yeah. even of doing it. So. It's never
0: too late. So there's no excuse for... Well, there isn't.
1: Though. I mean, I say to people when they say, oh, you do all this, I say, just go out and walk. You know, you yeah. can just go out and walk. A nice brisk walk. Your heart rate's going to be raised and you, you're going to burn off those calories. You're going to feel better. And I suppose now the opportunity is there for people because they're off work and yeah. they're, they're all going out and walking. So, you know, maybe that's one benefit that's it's given
0: yeah. society. Yeah. Right, so the next section of our uh, show is that we look at some of your favourite video clips. Now, you text okay, me yeah. You text me two, uh, a yes. Wolves one and a non-Wolves one. I've managed to find them on YouTube oh, brilliant. for you. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we'll watch this first one here now. Uh, which is Ruben Neves' goal against... Uh, oh, sorry, I've shared the wrong screen. Oh, we'll start with this one anyway. I've got it up now. So, uh, England England against Belgium, 1990. Yes. David Platt's Oh, my goal. God,
1: you've brought so many memories back now. So, I'll, yeah. I'll
0: press play, and we can, you can explain your story as the video's playing.
1: Yeah, so this game, actually, wasn't memorable to me until a day after, mm. actually, on the day. Um, obviously, England beat Belgium in the last minute of extra time um a very tight match to get into the semi-final the fourth final remember. the quarterfinals, yeah. the 2nd round match yeah i passed my driving test the day before right 25th of june 1990 this was 26th of june 1990 what a and, goal uh, that is by the uh, way What a goal and um, i'll tell you the goal story as well because i um uh, went for a drive my first ever drive in my dad's car and mm. as i came back um about half an hour before kickoff I pulled into my drive and we'd live on a slope and I went mm. over the edge of my drive and I rolled my dad's car upside oh, down man. in the neighbour's <laughs> drive. I was the only one in there. It was done in slow motion and the car just flipped over yeah. and we've got a pub over the road and everybody pulled out the pub and they were, they were like looking <laughs> at this car upside down in the drive and me coming out sort of waving at everybody mm. like I've just done this stunt. So my dad was out with his mates, gone for a drink that night um, and I was due to watch the match. I came in and I was in a daze and I don't remember any of the match. Mm. And um, uh, um, my dad came home and saw his beloved car upside down (laughs) in the neighbour's drive. So it was quite an interesting night and it was my friend who introduced me to the Wolves. Lee Treadwell, the guy's name, he lives in Nottingham now. And he he came around the next day because he heard what had happened and he gave me a VHS recording. The old VHS recording okay. of the football match. Ah. So I watched it the next day, and when I watched it the next day, I remember that goal when it went in, and I remember Brian Moore was commentating, mm. and he went and he said something like "volleyed in," and it's volleyed in, and I thought he said "bullies in," ah, and so I thought Steve Bull had scored. Well, so I was running around the house, yeah. <laughs> so absolutely mental. That bully scored a goal, and it and and when the camera panned to the celebrations. Bully was there. Yeah. He was the first one to celebrate. Well, he was,
0: he was just behind David Platt and the ball yeah, was coming yeah. towards him. So he, he tells the story that he thought it was going to be his goal. His goal, yeah,
1: yeah. that's right. So, so I remember that, obviously, with what happened with me personally. My dad's car being flipped in the name of yeah. his drive a day after I passed my driving test. But, um, so I, I always remember that match and I always remember thinking for at least a few hours that Steve Bullitt scored that mm. winning goal. And um, uh, because it was a special year anyway, for a, you know, um, uh, we would come back from the fourth division. We were coming back through the leagues. he had scored this sensational amount of goals. Yeah. We had like an iconic figure. The whole country were knowing about it, clamoring for his um, uh, inclusion mm. in the World Cup, and he sort of didn't really get a chance. I think that Island match. You remember the Island match? That was his. That was the that was the, the match he should have been, like, been playing in, that was yeah. his typical kind of...
0: Okay, yeah, he tells the story about the semi-final as well, that yeah. he was on it to Bobby Robson, just saying, get me on, I will get the goal, I'll get yeah, the goal in an extra right, time, yeah, and he yeah. just he never got on. I think semifinal. he got
1: a start against Egypt, but the whole team played Dower that day, and he got taken off for about 70 minutes. And mm. Bully was the type of player you left him on for 90 because he'd still win you the You'd game. he do something, yeah. He'd do something, even if he had, you know. So that that is the iconic match, the mm. non-Wolves match. Yeah. That always sticks in well, my memory.
0: One thing that I'm always interested to hear people's opinion on now is because I can't remember Steve Bull at the height of his powers. Uh, yeah. But the way that Wolves fans... I remember, in fact, the next clip that you're going to show us, the Rub- yeah. uh, Ruben Neves against Derby. Yeah. How loud we sing his name. Yes. Can you compare that to who's the sort of more iconic player? Do you think Bully or like the current crop of players?
1: In the the mid-80s, I started in 87 and I didn't really go to any football matches until sort of um, early 90s, towards Mm. mid-90s, started going more regularly. And um, uh, back then, it was for me, there was no other song. So at the moment, you've got Jimenez and you've got Yota and you've got Neves, which is iconic, and you've got Nuna. Back then, we only actually sang about <laughs> Steve Ball, Steve Ball the Tatter and you know, Woldrick, we'll Woldrick, we'll Woldrick, we'll yeah. Stevie the King and, and those songs were the only songs you sang. So, um, I, I think um, it's funny where the atmosphere, it's, it, back then I think it was more raucous in terms of your general atmosphere, right. um, but the songs seem to be sung more uh, frequently and together and louder mm. probably now. So um, that is quite impressive. But, um, uh, you know, he, even when he used to run on the pitch, so all the team used to come out for warm-up and he wouldn't come out and he'd always come out last and run into the middle of the the yeah, centre it's... circle then clap all four sides and up the crowd he yeah. used to go up. But, but back then, remember, also, we only had two sides open for the majority well, of yeah, his, yeah. <laughs> his glory years. So it was, yeah. a, it was a weird situation being in there. In the,
0: in the South Bank, yeah, let's, let's watch the next clip then of uh Ruben Neves against yeah. Derby. Uh, hang on, sorry, I haven't got it lined up yet. So, just well, just tell us about Ruben. Neves Well, why, we, all, we can so all special? picture
1: it, everybody knows what the clip is, and it's you know, it's the season Nuno arrives. Who's Nuno? We sign Neves, sensational Champions League player. How did we get him? And when that goal goes in, I think we just think, oh wow. Well, We've never seen a goal. I can't remember seeing a goal like that in all my time at Molyneux. Apart from maybe from an opposition player, Danny (laughs) Diccio. Um, He scored a goal from about 35 yards. QPR drew with us and and it was a brilliant, brilliant goal in the top corner. And when he did this, it was one of those moments you just just looked at each other and then you just think, that's not happened. Our team, Wolverhampton Wanderers, hasn't scored a goal like that because we weren't. Known for spectacular goals, and then he's reeled them off time and time yeah. and time again. That one against Espanyol, yeah, you know, does rival it for me because the way he runs onto the ball. Chests it. I
0: really them. like looking at the different reactions of all the players. Like yeah. you see, Bolly just uh, and the faces F-O-B. in the crowd as well are yeah. amazing. As well, look, well, they are looking, look you can see yeah. they, this
1: guy, and it was that, yeah. Has that just happened? That yeah. can't have just happened, you know. I can
0: remember um, people screaming "shoot!" and then when he did actually yeah. shoot, people going "oh," because it was from so yeah. far out. Like, there was no so way he was possibly going to score. Yeah. But then, oh. I mean, he gets
1: that—he gets that shoot from everywhere, oh, yeah. and, <laughs> and, and yeah. uh, people expect to. And, and I think um, one of the many football um, uh, Twitter sites put uh, mm. a, a collection of his goals on yesterday, and it was five yeah. minutes long. Then it, and I said to my son, "That's the best video I've seen during lockdown because." that player plays for us. Three seasons later, he yeah. looks like the fourth season, he'll still be there. Oh, yeah, so definitely. I think
0: there was a quote from him this morning on some newspaper saying that uh, he, he didn't play much in his last season at Porto and he came to Wolves yeah. and he said it's the best decision he's made in his life. Oh, yeah, I, ca- yeah. I can't see why he would want to go uh, anywhere else now. because Family be... are
1: born, the kids have been born here and yeah, and, and they... they you know, family's really important. How many times have you seen, like, partners don't settle, yeah. kids don't settle, or they miss the parents? And that's the thing that draws people back. So, to, uh, mm. you know, they're all settled. They're all happy and they're all achieving as well, aren't they? That's
0: right, yeah. And they won't be idolised like he's in Wolverhampton oh, or like no. anywhere else because if he goes to Man United, he's a, a smaller fish in a big pond. Than, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I asked you as well for some mystery memorabilia to show us yeah. and you said you got a couple of things
1: yeah a couple of things um the mystery memorabilia um i always show the the ticket to punic you know right. uh, obviously my family were in india at the time i couldn't yeah. go because i was working and then i managed to get three days off and i just booked and it, it, for me it was one of the most daunting things i've ever done because traveling away um wasn't a thing for me growing up i only went to the home games yeah and um uh, traveling away to a country in Eastern Europe uh, <laughs> with no one. So I was traveled on my own and there was 48 of us infamously that like, turned mm. up. Um, so that ticket is from that game and um, what an experience, got to know everybody quite personally because there's only 48 of us. <laughs> and um, wearing the way I dress and head to toe in my colors mm. was fairly noticeable in the middle of Yerevan <laughs> with no other fans <laughs> being there. So actually I think, I had so many people come up to me and just having photographs of me thought I was some sort of mascot for the day promoting (laughs) something. So they were like tourists (laughs) taking pictures of me like I was this the council, it like it's stood me there or something, you know. So oh. it was a brilliant, brilliant time. But
0: yeah, well, I remember the, seeing you on the telly on, the, on that game. because yeah, the they just showed all the Wolves fans in one shot. And they it did. Thought, I mean,
1: it, somehow blind. the camera picked me out, and people are quite surprised by that. And like you said, <laughs> you know, it's because, you know, the way yeah, I they must have shown every Wolves
0: fan on that day. on, yeah, on telly. Must, It
1: was just there was a, a, so few of us, and it was yeah. fairly easy. easy. But the, the most prized position I've got, which um, uh, I don't keep in, any memorabilia. I've got mm. rid of it all, all the stuff I've ever bought in auction, all the stuff that gets donated to me for the charities, I get rid of it and it's mm. on somebody's wall. So, you know, I haven't got, you know, uh, I've got a few tickets. I've got this one, like I said, and yeah. um, but I haven't really. The one item that I got was um, a, a, a story about Billy Wright uh, that Vicky, uh, Vicky told, uh, um, the Billy Wright story at Molyneux recently. Yeah was that Billy was an extremely generous man and he didn't really hold any of his memorabilia or his his trophies or his caps in that high regard. He would would, famously gave one of his hundred England caps to his milkman. (laughs) He arrived at the door and he goes, you know, and it's just sort of spoke. So I was contacted um, last year by a man who said, my father, was a good friend of Billy Wright's Mm. and when Billy Wright won his first ever FA Cup final in 1949, all the players got presented with an engraved Ronson lighter with Mm. their names and and the year 1949 and Billy Wright gave it um, to his dad, Billy Wright gave it to his dad and his dad passed it on to his best mate Mm. and his best mate passed it on to his son (laughs) and his son contacted me and says, I want you to have it. so. This lighter here is oh, wow. the engraved lighter. If uh, I put it on the, you can probably just pick out. Yeah. Okay. Engraved by his, it's got his name W. A. Wright Wembley 1949. I should be wearing my Len Len Ganley white gloves. You know, the, yeah. to um, uh, to hold this, and it yeah. comes in a it comes in a presentation case. Oh wow. Um, and basically. I was quite taken back because it's mm-hmm. like a, a piece of Wolves history. It's contact- something that
0: you would expect to see in the museum. or So I you know, contacted yeah. the
1: museum and and, and they, they're sort of happy and I've also contacted Vicky as well, mm. uh, Billy Wright's daughter and I've shown her as, her, her as well because I was feeling like maybe the, the family wanted to contribute yeah. to a charity and they could have it as a memory because I don't really want somebody to have it and then stick it in a drawer somewhere yeah. Or, yeah. or it's just lost and so at the moment I'm Still undecided, I've still got it and I, I look after it. It's a treasured possession. But mm. one day it will raise, hopefully, a packet for Dementia UK. Yeah, I'm not intending to keep it. And it is, you know, it is, I think, um, Burt Williams. Unfortunately, what, what happens with players of yesteryear, um, their medals and their memorabilia, they start selling it off because just yeah. they weren't paid the same as the yeah. players that are paid now. So a lot of old medals and old achievements got. Um, diluted and and, and people and people bought them. So I suppose Billy just saw is saw it as a as a lighter. i have been given a lighter with my name on here. Yeah. You can have it. Yeah. And that speaks volumes of the of the guy he was. Um, uh, and and his history. That is that's yes. like last year would have been the 70th anniversary of the FA uh, Cup final. His first ever trophy.
0: Mm. well that's definitely our most prized possession that we've uh, had shown on the on the program so far so yeah. thank you very much maddie for coming on some really really great stories and uh Brilliant. keep yourself safe now during lockdown and keep keep doing your fundraising and yes. all that sort of stuff we look forward to seeing you again
1: thank you cheers
0: thank you very much Bye bye